Ding dong, ding <clears throat> dong. I don't know what I'm doing. That's one rumor that is actually factual. And the home of the brave. Welcome to episode 37 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And if you stick around, we might just talk about another kind of hockey. But that's 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 what we in the biz call a, a, a teaser, right? To kind of whet your appetite so you, you, you know... Uh, you, you know what's coming and you want to stick around and listen. I have no idea what I'm talking about. James, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm okay. Obviously, I'm not quite right in the head, but, you know, other than that, I, physically I seem to be all right. Although, actually, my back's been hurting a lot lately. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. Sir. Sure, thank you. Sure. Oh, and uh, I want to just say up front to you, our very loyal listener, that uh, first of all, thank you for sticking with us as always. And I want to assure you, you've been very, um, very kind and very loyal in, in listening to us the last few weeks when things have gotten rather serious on the podcast. And uh, I just want to assure you that. Today, we're going to keep things light. So, you know, it's going to be the same happy, fluffy, bunny, you know, pointless podcast that you're used to listening to. You know, we're going to keep the serious talk to a minimum. So you have that to look forward to. You've done an excellent job in whetting my appetite anyway. So from the teaser at the top of the show to that, I'm dying to hear what the podcast is going to be tonight. Oh, well, I... (laughs) I hope one of us knows what the podcast is going to be. It's, it's you're usually the guy with the paper that tells us. I, uh, oh boy! All right, you know what? I'm I'm gonna just. Why don't we get into it so we know what the podcast is about? So uh, <laughs> we begin, of course, with our starting lineup and for our starting lineup this evening in goal as ever i am your american rhino number 35 gary mccomiskey and of course my capable co-host on defense number four i'm james sajazi fantastic sir and would you be so kind if you know i don't want to put you on the spot but if you know what's on tap for this particular podcast would you be so kind as to tell us what is on deck Yes, sir. I'd be happy to. Fingers crossed. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Here goes. The floor is yours. Floorball. It, too, is hockey and sneakers, yet is a much safer and friendlier version of deck hockey geared towards the youngsters. Sending out an SOS. Big thanks to Dr. Franken Rhino for successfully fixing old man a few months back. And if you don't follow, please go to our YouTube page and watch Lengthening a Solid Wood Hockey Stick. Then come back here and listen to the rest of Hit the Deck 37. All caught up now? Good, because this is really a save my shot distress call. 
But if we all follow in the Christmas spirit and collaborate, it can be a save our shots call. And the American Rhino returns. He's back. Proof positive that you just can't keep a good man or a raging rhino down. The American Rhino will fill us in on how his deck hockey weekend went with the LIQ. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You are welcome, sir. All right. So uh, the floor is mine, yours, our listeners. I hope not the listener, because while we'd love to always hear from our listeners, we don't do this podcast in real time as they're listening. So if we open the floor to people to chime in, there's going to be an awful lot of dead air. That's not entertaining. No, it's not. But hopefully Gary and I will fill that gap. And maybe if you want to reach out, uh, by all means, Gary always reminds you very politely how you can reach out to us on Gmail or through our uh, YouTube page or Facebook and Instagram and all that crazy stuff. So the tweeters. we are interact. There you go. We are interactive in that aspect. But for now, for now, hopefully Gary and I have things under control. Tell me about floorball, James. All right. Uh, basically, I have to give the assist to the New York Islanders on this one. So uh, sorry for Ranger fans out there and please don't hate me, but uh, try and be fair on this podcast. Anyway, the Isles have been doing a good job on their part by spreading the hockey love all throughout Brooklyn and Long Island over the few years that they've been around. And uh, uh, they, I, I have to tell you, I think I know some Islander fans and they'd probably tell you that this year the Islanders are doing a pretty good job of spreading hockey love throughout the league, too. Yeah, right. As uh, at the recording of this podcast, the Rangers did play the Islanders the other night and the Islanders did get the better of the Rangers, but... One team is in first place and one isn't, so we'll just move on from there. But anyway, <laughs> fair enough. Spe- speaking of which, <laughs> the Rangers and Islanders and probably all of the NHL franchises sponsor some sort of free hockey clinic from ice to floor hockey all throughout the country. Obviously, Gary and I just stick with what we know, so being from the New York area, we do know that the Rangers and Islanders do that, and hopefully we maybe have one or even two at least devil fans listening into the podcast. Of course, Sue, our faithful uh, number one fan, if you will, uh, she's a big devil fan. So I'm sure that the devils probably do this as well. And maybe Iggy's uh, listening as well. So he's also a devil fan, but we can just vouch definitely for the Rangers and the Islanders that they do things like this. But one of the things that the Islanders have been doing specifically is getting involved with floorball itself. Now, floorball is particularly interesting because it's mainly designed for children. Now, we will get into this in a few minutes that it originated in Europe and adults do compete in this floorball. It's basically, again, just a a friendlier version of deck hockey, obviously both not on skates of any kind. So I was reading the Wikipedia entry for floorball Mm -hmm. uh, to try and educate myself about the sport. And it, it, it was kind of funny and, and maybe a little bit malicious. But basically, when it was talking about the origins of floorball, it was talking about how Europe and, and Canada you know, started playing versions of it. And then it said something like, but the Americans claim to have invented it. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I suspect there's a little bit of resentment towards us and the rest of the world. Gosh, we just can't catch a break, us Americans. <laughs> That's the thanks this country gets for saving the world. Yeah, thanks a lot. Anyhow. But, but yeah, no, floorball is um, – the, 
as I said, I, I was reading the Wikipedia entry. So there are a few key differences between the, the traditional hockey that we play, be it deck or ice or roller and floorball. The rink is a bit smaller, not not as much smaller as you might guess, given that it is people running around in sneakers and it's the same five on five that uh, we normally play with in hockey. But it is it's a little smaller. The nets are actually a little smaller. Maybe about six inches shorter uh, or, well, close. It's a little narrower and a little shorter. So, you know, it's close to the dimensions. But for me, the biggest difference is the, the puck is a ball with, like we use in deck hockey, but it's kind of like a almost a, a hard wiffle ball. It's got, you know, holes all through it. So I guess it can move quickly, but doesn't retain that kind of momentum that a solid ball would and the sticks also have they're they're basically they're almost mesh the sticks uh the the blade anyway is basically a mesh so i guess it's the same it it can be flicked a bit quicker but it doesn't carry the same momentum as a normal hockey stick would. They're also a lot shorter. And for me, the largest and most significant difference with the sticks is that the goalie doesn't get to use one. I'm glad you brought that up. I would be crippled in net if I did not have my stick. As any goalie would. But the one of the biggest differences Gary has so properly described the differences between floorball and, and other forms of hockey is specifically deck is what we know best here on hit the deck. But the picture I saw of the adults playing floorball, I did look at the goalie specifically and noticed that he just had his hands out. He didn't even, I think he had a mask on, but he didn't have any, any padding whatsoever. I mean, he maybe had gloves of some sort, maybe along the lines of a soccer goalie, not even, but I just saw him with his hands out on each side and, and like kind of a butterfly position. <laughs> so I, yeah, man, I mean, no blocker, no stick. No, what the goal is supposed to do. The goal is just supposed to play it with his hands. Although interestingly, the, it, it's kind of, I guess it, in the, in the NHL and probably in deck, it's kind of a similar idea, but it's not really enforced. But the goalie in floorball is, Apparently, in the crease, as long as they're in the crease, they're allowed to play it with their hands. They can even throw it to a teammate as long as it hits the ground before half court. But as soon as they step out of the crease, they are considered a skater and they are not allowed to touch the ball with their hands. I guess they can only use their feet since they lack a stick. Oh, boy, that's that's just not right. I don't see what the big deal with giving a goalie because... At times, this even happens in the NHL, that sometimes the goalie may lose his stick and a, a good defenseman will give up his stick and give it to his goalie just so the goalie has a chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I can't. I hate losing my stick. I really, I, I, I was joking about it, but it's such, for me as a goalie, I can't speak for every goalie, but for me, it is such a huge part of my game, my style. I just can't fathom I would feel naked in the crease. I, I, I can't like, uh, I'm dumbfounded. I am gobsmacked. There's a reason why the goalie stick is designed the way it is and why it's an essential part of his gear or her gear. So I don't see the big deal in 
contact. And yes, there is an international floorball federation, by the way. And I think they're based in Sweden, but I don't have a problem with going up to this federation and suggesting politely that at least let the goalie have one of the forward sticks to to play goal with yeah. because it just seems so silly to just try and block with your hands the wiffle ball as you said and so properly described it as so and that would eliminate the whole silliness I think of if the goalie gets out of his crease and I'm not quite sure if the goalie's crease is the same dimensions as a regular deck hockey or roller or roller hockey or ice hockey crease, but uh, it would be helpful, beneficial for the goalie, so he can pass the puck if need be, or poke check if need be, or make a save if need be with that precious stick. And okay, fine if you're going to take away the catching glove and the blocker, at least that's going to because he's a goalie is he needs a stick. That's how you play hockey. Every player has a hockey stick. That's just the way that the, the game is played. Although I will say that the idea of throwing the puck to my teammates kind of appeals to me because I'm not a very good stick handler. I love, well, that's where your baseball skills come in, but I'd love to see. What baseball <laughs> skills? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, you could play well, but uh, that would just it'd be funny. I wouldn't even, Personally, I wouldn't know how to receive the passes. Seeing a guy throwing a ball at me, I'd instinctively try and catch it like it was baseball. Or, and that or would something. be a penalty. That would be a penalty, so. Uh, floorball is quite foreign to me, believe it or not, in, in terms of the rules and such, because as similar to regular hockey as it is, it's quite different. And they spell those rules out. And speaking of penalties, that's another interesting thing about floorball. The apparently if a penalty or an infraction of some kind is assessed, it is up to the referee's discretion whether to give them a like a two minute or a four minute penalty or just to award the team what's uh it was compared to a free kick in soccer basically i guess they just get to play it from wherever the the, you know the team that was uh wronged gets to play the puck from wherever the infraction took place gotcha yeah but it's it's just it seems arbitrary to me i don't you know it's it's for something that seems on the surface to be such a close relative to the hockey mm. that we're so familiar with, it, there are parts of it that just seem so foreign and so bizarre. Yes, and excellent that you're a goalie and you definitely did an excellent job in using the goalie's perspective in the floorball difference between floorball and and traditional hockey and its other forms. Uh, funnily enough, back in gym class in grade school, I did participate in floorball. The heck and, you say. Uh, yeah, and the funny thing, too, is that as you were describing the sticks, they are designed not – specifically, they're designed not to scuff floors. So they're ideal for gym floors and <laughs> auditoriums. Yeah. So, for example, if we were to use our regular hockey sticks yep. and we do use ice hockey sticks for deck hockey, they can scuff considerably scuff up the the uh, if we were to play in on a gym floor they'd scuff the floor up and things like that but especially with these, the blade protectors that uh, yeah. you have used and i still use sure that that would really put a nice big gash in the in the floor but a uh, floor ball does not so I, I do recall this kind of jogged the memory one particular i only remember playing it once in grade school but it was a lot of fun and uh, a teammate of mine who we were in the same class, but we weren't really friendly. It wasn't like we were enemies or mm-hmm. anything like that, but we just didn't hang in the same circles and stuff like that. But for some sure. reason, we were on the same floorball team, and we meshed 
beautifully. So I remember specifically one game, and I think it may have been two games, but he and I each combined for five goals and five assists. And, and you said that we need to save your shot. <laughs> well, fast forward to 30-some years later or whatever it is, and yes, I do desperately need – maybe I should go back to floorball. I'd probably be better there and contact this I- I think you just need a better line mate. You need to contact this guy from grade school and be like, hey, dude, I know I haven't talked to you in 30 years, but, you know, what are you doing on Saturday? Yeah, so <laughs> it is Christmas time and it's a good time to reach out and mm-hmm. reconnect with people, so yeah, why sure. not? <laughs> so, yeah, so it, it, that, that's what made it a lot of fun, except we didn't use a wiffle ball. We used a, a Nerf ball. Oh, okay. And uh, we did manage – I do remember we managed to chase one goalie because she was really frustrated with the, the play. that We kept basically doing one-timers. Either he'd one-time me or I'd, I'd one-time him. And she was probably kinda, just frustrated that she didn't get a stick. I, I would be. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, we, we can speak from experience that floorball is fun. And uh, as Gary and I have talked in Hit the Decks past, speaking of bringing kids into playing hockey – either deck or graduating to roller and ice hockey, floorball is a perfect introduction there because it's a good way to build your hand-eye coordination, your skills, learning the rules, and learning how to pass and shoot, and then you could graduate from there. So it's, uh, as we said again, there's no equipment to worry about. So as a forward or defenseman, you don't have to worry about shin guards or, or wearing a helmet or gloves or anything of that nature. You literally just need that plastic stick And away you go. So it's a good way to introduce youngsters to the sport of hockey, the beautiful sport of hockey. And they could, if they want to graduate from there and if they fall in love with the sport because it's such a great sport, maybe they could move on from there. So good for floorball in that aspect. And actually the the goalie is allowed to wear pads and protective equipment. It just can't be bulky and... Like, uh, they can't be hockey pads. You know, it's probably just whatever can fit under your your uniform and conforms to your body. Oh, okay. I guess they could get creative. (laughs) I I don't know what the official rules are in terms of measurements, but. Right, yeah. They can. Hey, that the the stick blade seems to be the curve is a little illegal there, yeah. and uh, yeah. the, the goalie seems to look like he played for the Flyers in the mid nineties. So, <laughs> <laughs> Stay puffed marshmallow man or whatever. Uh huh. I'm but, big boned. Uh, there you're right. Yeah. yeah. But again, I had a big lunch <laughs> back here in the states. There's a website. Which is the, the official name is Generation Floorball, but the website itself is gfloorball.com. Mm-hmm. And Gary and I have posted this website on our Twitter and Facebook pages. We probably will repost them again for your convenience to follow along with the podcast. And they spell out all of the rules, all of the regulations, the histories, and this, that, and the other thing. So it's pretty interesting and, and good for the Islanders in, in really getting hands-on in spreading floorball throughout the tri-state area and uh, New York, uh, Brooklyn, and, and Long Island itself. And uh, they've sponsored at least 100 schools, too, recently. And they started tournaments for them to compete in and, and so on and so forth. So that's pretty cool. Also, as Gary was saying on both, I believe, the Wikipedia and I believe gfloorball.com, mm. there's some other interesting things about floorball in the adult point of view. 
is that it actually is a professional sport. They do have worldwide tournaments, and particularly in the 2015 Southeast Asia Games, floorball was a part of that, and floorball will be an official sport at the Special Olympics World Winter Games in Austria in 2017, and the 2017 and 2021 World Games, 2017 in Poland and 2021 in Alabama. So... Pretty that, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I did see that they have a, a wheelchair floorball league, I guess, or uh, you know, division. I'm not sure quite what the terminology that's correctly applied here is, but yeah. So um, it, that that's pretty cool. I'm a little surprised that it's a uh, in the winter games since it's not actually played on ice, but. Um, any hockey that's included in international competition, I'm okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually one of the things that we've complained about with deck hockey is we are holding to the weather. So if it's nice outside, we can play. If it's rainy outside, we can't. So you're right. That's one of the benefits of floorball is it's usually indoors in, in a gym. And there's no need to just wait for the winter. You could play it all year round as long as you have enough players and the area to play on. Although there is apparently something called street floorball, which uh, is, I guess, equivalent to street hockey, which, you know, I guess you just play it on whatever surface you have handy. Although they suggest AstroTurf. AstroTurf? Yeah, I don't know. It's Europe. It's weird. Oh, yeah. Um I don't recommend playing on AstroTurf. It really the the rug burns just they're nasty, really nasty. <laughs> Maybe that would encourage you or discourage you from laying out to block shots. <laughs> Although well, considering just, you do it on concrete, I don't I guess, you know, AstroTurf probably wouldn't do too much to stop you. Well, that's where good roller hockey pants come in as we've talked about in in Hit the Decks past. So the tour roller hockey pants uh definitely saved me because they, they take a beating, so it, it's easy to be a hero when you have good equipment on to, to save your skin, literally. So, but, uh, inter- yeah, again, I don't know if that's splitting hairs, if we're speaking about the same sport, just like, for example, the animal, the puma, goes by the name, a few different names, like uh, cougar and mountain lion, but it's the same animal. So if deck the, hockey... the puma in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Or Jaguar, when they're trying to say Jaguar. Jaguar. <laughs> there's any of our English friends listening out there, I'm sorry. And, I'm and not. Send, send, Learn how to pronounce your own language. Jaguar. <laughs> Reach out to Dave Ajazi for all, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> all complaints. Uh-huh. So there, there you go. There's, uh, there's floorball for you. So another version of hockey and sneakers that you should definitely check out i dig it man yeah man like you said any any promotion of the beautiful sport of hockey is is good and i think the islanders realize that the nhl realizes that and so do we so that's what keeps the sport growing is you get that next generation of kids out there that grow up and i mean look at the amount of talent that's in the nhl right now the young talent these guys are really good and they progress through the NHL and, and have nice careers for themselves as long as they stay healthy, knock on wood. So like Connor McDavid example uh, over there in Edmonton, the youngest captain, I believe, in NHL history, which is saying a lot 
So, uh, and he's, he's getting off to a rousing start and, you know, Ovechkin came up pretty early and he's still going strong. Yager, I think he came up when he was like 18 and he's been in the league for about 50 years now. So yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> and the list goes on and on. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. And you know what, if anybody out there who's in the New York area, it plays floorball or is trying to get a game together, drop us a line. I would be interested at least once to play the, the, the sport just to, you know, just to give it a try. That's very big of you, especially being the American rhino in goal, too. So taking Gary's stick, I wouldn't take it away from a raging rhino, but quite frankly, I just let well, him do what he wants. Well, if I get to throw the way. puck at people. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, you know? right. That's such a good trade Ow. Oops. <laughs> it's legal. <laughs> uh, so uh, from there yeah uh, to borrow from mr sting the fame of the police sting not the wrestler sting but uh, i'm sending out an sos and which, which is not to say that sting the wrestler has never needed help no no but um just referring to the song that the police sending wrote sending out an sos there you go Message in a bottle. <laughs> Thank you. I hope that someone gets my. I hope that someone gets my. I hope that someone gets my. <laughs> Message in a bottle. Whoa. Right, that sting. Okay, yeah, it's good. Good. Just, just so we're on the same page. <laughs> Although things would have been mighty, a, a lot more confusing had Sting come out with a hockey stick instead of the baseball bat that he did with <laughs> yeah. WCW and WWF, uh, WWE. So uh, uh, anyhow, uh, as Gary alluded to, uh, young, I had a better shot apparently than I do now. And one of the many things that has deteriorated on me since uh, getting a little bit older as uh, the 40s are approaching. So... My shot, I, I've struggled with accuracy ever since we've played, or at least Gary has invited me to join the LIQ and, and the wonderful guys over there, thanks to Rob for basically starting it um, and, and letting me participate in it as well. But uh, as we've mentioned in, in Hit the Decks Past, I grew up playing playing roller hockey and we used the puck. So the sticks... I don't want to get too technical with you out there, but if you're a player, you kind of know what we're talking about anyway. But just in a nutshell, the different curves of sticks, uh, blades, and the making of them, some blades are curved more than others, and the curve starts in different positions of the stick blade itself. And if it's an open blade or a closed blade, a lot of these things affect how you shoot. I'm a defenseman, and I would prefer a blade that is curved at the toe and is closed and preferably has a square toe because that helps with a little bit more uh, surface area to block shots with. And as a defenseman, it's usually his or her primary position to pass the puck accurately and back up the play and stay by the blue line. So a defenseman usually has a longer shot to the goal. So if you play with slap shots, that should be a defenseman's specialty. Or if you play with uh, modified wrist shots, the defenseman usually plays back by the blue line and needs to shoot the puck farther 
than the traditional forwards do because they could go all the way up to the crease and around it and things like that for the most part. So for me, I had to kind of adjust and, and experiment with different sticks and blades to play with. So as I said, uh, have gone through a few and, and as we've talked about in the past that uh, Gary so wonderfully fixed uh, the stick that we dubbed Old Man, which I got for Christmas last year. And that was great. So that was kind of a year's worth of experimenting. So Titan came back, the brand that makes the stick. And the one piece that they made was a little bit too short. So Gary had to work his magic to make it long enough for me to play with. And again, a defenseman, you should have a long stick just for that reason. Because as we said, as a goalie, you do need to block the puck, especially in deck hockey where there's no checking. You have to use your stick and a longer stick is definitely the way to go. So the blade on it, uh, it was a closed blade, which is supposed to keep the shot down and low. And the curve was just right at the toe. Again, that's to keep the shot low. You're not concerned with wrist shots or, or lifting the puck as a defenseman, especially if you're going for a slap shot, because naturally the trajectory of the puck is going to go up. So that all worked out well. And for a while, it was, it was great. The old man was doing great and it had nothing to do with the player using it, i.e. me. And it was doing everything it was supposed to. So I've experimented with practicing and muscle memory, also trying to keep my follow through low. Everything in the effect to keep the shot as low as possible and as accurate as possible. So this is years of what we've been playing, what, for about three or four years now in the LIQ, Gary? Uh, about three and a half. Yeah. So that's kind of a, at least two years worth of paying attention to that and experimenting and trying. So that's why... Just doing a little SOS out here that if anybody's listening out there that can help me out, please do so. I'd appreciate it. And again, you can reach out through Gmail or Facebook or Twitter. So if there's anything I haven't done or anything that Gary hasn't helped me out with, uh, please let us know. Well, listen, so, I can't help you out with very much in terms of shot. As I said, I I really – stick handling is, is by far my poorest trait as a goalie, so – you know, I, I, I'd love to be able to help you with your shot, but I can't. I just I, I just literally can't. Well, actually, the good thing, and, and we've, again, spoken about this in Hit the Decks Past, is Gary is a great teammate and a great goalie, and Mike as well, and, uh, and Craig too, is that, uh, and, and when, when Brad gets in goal as well, because there's nothing that guy can't do, is that not only are they playing their position well, but they're paying attention and helping out their teammates as well. So either yelling out where to pass the puck or if there's an open man or whatever the case is, they're always involved like a catcher in baseball. They're, they're always paying attention and helping out the players whose backs are towards the play or whatever the case is. They're, they're that extra pair of eyes. So the American Rhino, you have helped me out, believe it or not, more than once in that either you suggested if I was out of position or – uh, to try and to shoot from the, the point or the slot or whatever the case is. So with that, it's kind of like a, a little, oh, yeah, right. Um, know where your position is. Obviously, you're supposed to look up and, and see where you're shooting. But at times there, if there's a screen or if uh, there's somebody right on top of you, you have to get the shot off quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's where the practice comes in. That's where the muscle memory comes in. And that's where you need to remember to follow through low and try and hit the the goal at least if you're not good enough like I'm not good enough to pick my spots like Brad or Carlos or Rob or Brett so I just kind of try and shoot towards the goalie and hopefully either he doesn't see it or maybe by some fluke it'll 
it'll go through a five hole or maybe uh, above uh, a blocker or something like that. So that's all. So again, it's it's a matter of years of experimenting and my position being a defenseman. So I think I've had it, but uh, if I'm off course here, just let me know. And again, it's the difference between shooting a puck, which you do need to have an open blade to lift the puck better, as opposed to shooting the deck hockey ball, which it has a tendency, at least for my shot, I'm a right-handed shot, has a tendency to automatically lift anyway. And I usually lift, uh, I usually miss left and high. So just uh, anybody out there that can help me out with that, I'd much appreciate it. Well, James, I, I, I'm not trying to be patronizing here, uh, but I will say that there was at least a stretch there where you were hitting the net pretty consistently from the point and, and pretty pretty aggressively. So, uh, you know, your shot hasn't been completely gone for the entire duration of us playing. I mean, I know we've taken some long breaks, which probably didn't help you out, but you have had stretches where you've had a pretty good shot. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because that's the thing. It needs to be consistent. You, obviously, there's going to be days when you just don't have it and you don't have the energy or like Tom Seaver said that if you're 80% that day, give 100% of your 80% because usually there's always a nagging injury like Gary has uh, the knee issues and stuff and he just he soldiers on through that and you just got to suck it up, so to speak, and play. So there's... Very rarely do you stay healthy enough to be 100% all the time. But with that, you still need to have some sort of consistency. And one of the things that I do lack is, uh, speaking of stick handling, is a lot of times I need to look down and see where the puck is because I can't feel it on the blade, which is something you're supposed to do when you're playing properly. One of the reasons why I'm stuck on defense, I guess, because (laughs) I'm not a forward. But – that there really is a disadvantage if you're always looking down to see where the puck is on your blade or if you take the shot and you whiff, which is Mm. the worst feeling in the world. (laughs) When you think you rip a shot and either the puck goes two feet or you just completely miss it, that's every player's nightmare. So like you said, I I just want to be consistent at least. So even if I'm not scoring, at minimum as a defenseman, I want to give my teammates a chance to get a rebound or something or at very minimal – for my goalie, I want to keep our puck in the opposing zone so my goalie could get a, catch a break or we can keep the pressure on and wear that team down and maybe create a scoring chance or something. Yeah, you really – you don't want to – and this is me pretending I know what I'm talking about. You don't want to like take a shot and really step through, you know, step into and step through your shot with the follow-through and discover that you've whiffed and the player mm-hmm. who is trying to defend you can just go around you and, and pick up the puck that you completely missed. Yep. That's, uh, you know, that, that's Keeps you unfortunate. Up the, yeah, oh, f- to say the least. That, that's, that's extremely frustrating. So, uh, but uh, that's, that's at, at minimum, uh, and again, the problem with practice, for me at least, is I live in a small place, so I don't have enough room to, to properly set up practicing the muscle memory of taking shots and things like that or I can puck handle a little bit or stick handle which which I do try and do but other than that it's really limited so if the weather cooperates and I could sneak out to a park if there's lights then I could probably practice more and I do need a lot more practice so 
that's uh, something else to consider. But uh, if anybody else out there has the same problems or if you're listening and you're yelling at me for being so dumb as to not figure out what I'm doing wrong, please let the Christmas spirit take over and, and help me out. <laughs> Can you set up some – I mean I've been to your place many times. I know it's not huge, but would you be able to set up some kind of batting cage-esque enclosure that you're or, – or even like a like the net that – a punter or kicker in the NFL uses on the sidelines, some kind of just, you know, even just, just not necessarily to practice your accuracy, but just the mechanics of it to just catch a puck at close range. Excellent point. Um, just to let everybody know out there, I have a couch and um, it's, it's basically like a studio apartment. It's really small, maybe 700 square feet or whatever the case is. And I do have carpeting in the living room. So I do try and picture a goal, basically the the quarter of the couch. And uh, I do have a specific uh, deck hockey ball, which I just keep indoors, which is not bringing in the germs and whatever else from outside in there. And I do have a practice stick, which is strictly for indoors as well. So I do try and, and pass to it and get rebounds off of that and, and try and follow through. The problem is the carpet isn't long enough to really emulate uh, a true game in game shot. So I have to kind of practice a snapshot as opposed to a, a, a wrister where a wrist shot kind of starts from a few feet behind you. And then you drag the puck around towards the front of your body and then you whip the stick up and follow through. So a snapshot is basically just a quarter of that. So you kind of start the shot by your foot and then um, mainly you don't really get your waist into it as as hard as you would a snapper, uh, excuse me, as a, as a wrist shot. But you, that's why they call it a snapper. It's just a little bit quicker and a quarter of the power of the uh, of the wrister. Um, so I, I'm kind of limited to that aspect because I do have uh, wood floors. And if I speaking of scuffing, them, maybe I should get a floor hockey stick. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that, that might solve the problem. And I don't have a wife to worry about either to scream at me for for ruining stuff. So I could only yell at myself. So what's the silver linings? I suppose. I, I don't know. So anyway, that's it. Help me out, please. All right, I'm drowning. And before we move on, James, this just in: breaking news. I have the Rangers game on the Rangers and the Jets game on in the background as we're recording this podcast muted just kind of keeping half an eye and during the intermission they were showing out of town highlights and i want to get your take on this i want to discuss this so one thing that really caused me to to perk up and take notice was they were showing uh and by the time anybody listens to this this might be old news in the hockey world but they were showing a highlight a clip from a the devil's Montreal game. And what happened, the, the bit that they showed was there was a devil laying face down in the Canadians crease. So what happened was it looked like one of the Habs, one of the Canadians players was kind of holding the guy down while Carey Price, the Canadian's goaltender, first he sucker punched him in the back of the head and then he started laying into him with kidney punches oh. while the, his teammate just held him down. And this went on for a good five, ten seconds before uh, it got broken up. 
and I don't know if all the other devils were at the other end of the ice. Like he had run price and the play went back to the other end or so nobody was around or what, but it was, it was a really uncomfortably long time and it was uncomfortable to watch. So I, I, I don't know what, like I said, I don't know, don't know what the setup was that led to this, but it seemed like a really poor show of sportsmanship. Even if somebody does something to really tick you off in the game that, you know, if you're fighting is one thing because mm. hockey, uh, it, you know, a big part of hockey is is the fighting when two guys you drop the gloves and go at it. But to just hold somebody down and start sucker punching them, that that just seems like really poor sportsmanship to me. Oh, extremely, extremely. And I'm really upset that uh, that happened. And I thought Price was a better player than that. And that's inexcusable. Again, we don't know what prompted it, but still what would that player have done to deserve that? And I don't think that is justified at all. That's disgusting. There's nothing I hate more than, than a bully or, or someone who's defenseless. And then you get in two, two tough guys. It's really easy to be tough when you got somebody else doing the dirty work for you and then getting cheap shots like that. And hockey for the most part, they're gentlemen and they, uh, they, they, let they don't let the emotions get the better of them but that's really for price too he's one of the best goalies in the league and he's really made a big name for himself internationally that's um the price is wrong let's just say that but uh, and, and as gary always says okay, when he says sorry. don't be that guy yeah mr price is that guy like i i'm i'm saying this as a goalie i think that goalies in the nhl are are too well protected sometimes like that you know basically they can they're not supposed to but they can roam free outside of their crease and and try to play the puck and you know if if anybody touches them like it's instantly a penalty or something you know and and even when players do fight you know the goalies don't usually get involved sometimes they they meet in the middle the two the goalies for either teams meet in the middle and have like a slap fight but like you know for the most part i think goalies are are very very well protected and i get that they're also a little more vulnerable than other players because of the way they're you know kind of Daked to that crease and and the lack of mobility that all that gear gives you, uh, not to mention your lack of peripheral vision. Because I mean, yeah. when you don't really understand until you're in that mass, but it's, it's complete tunnel vision. But even that being said, I, you know, it, like you said, it's easy to be a tough guy when somebody else is is uh, holding the guy down. You know, but that that. Especially if you're wearing, you know, 20 pounds of protective gear and a mask and like the on top of the fact the guy can't protect himself like that. That's 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 straight out of a schoolyard bully, you Mm. know, bullies playbook. Like it's just that disgusts me. And I hope the league will take a look at that. That's all. Amen to that. So thanks for bringing that up. Sure. And Sue, I hope we didn't tick you off too much and and. She's not on her way to Canada to go stomp a mud hole out of uh, Carey Price right yeah. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I, I had promised we wouldn't get too serious on the podcast. So I hope I hope that didn't constitute breaking our promise. No. It was a friendly little. All right. 
reminder, don't be that guy. So now let's go into the American Rhino's crease without fear of having some <laughs> goon holding us face down helpless while he pounds on our kidneys. <laughs> what would you like to know, James? Well, I'd like to know how your uh, weekend went, particularly in the deck hockey situation. Well, since you asked, uh, I assume this is in light of last week when I was telling you how uh, how I had thought about it. Maybe it might be time to, to stop playing goal. So um, <laughs> I assume this is a setup for a comeback story. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate that. Uh, I did, as the listener may have guessed, I, I did have a better weekend uh, in goal this past weekend. Although I will qualify that by saying that I had really, I had a murderer's row on my team. I had uh, Joe, Rob, Igor, and Brett on my team. So those are four really skilled players. And, you know, I... I the first game that I played, I lost a heartbreaker, and uh, Brad had scored the tying goal. They pulled the goalie. Brad had scored the tying goal with 30 seconds left, and then we lost a minute or two into overtime. And it was really, uh, and, and, but not to take anything away from Craig or anybody else on that team, but I had no business losing that game. Not because the other players weren't good, but like I said, I had such a stacked team that I really felt like. Oh, here we go again. And I had to take a long, uh, long look at myself. Well, we didn't have a mirror, so I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. But I had to, I had to sit and and sit for a while and just have myself a little thinky think. And then uh, I, I I took a page out of the Mighty Ducks playbook. I said it worked for them. I don't know if you'll get this reference because I, I know you're you know a big fan of those movies. But uh, I decided I was wearing my Liquidators jersey. I decided to take it off and, and put on my LIQ jersey. And and then, uh, you know, the next next couple of games, I, I, I won't say I cruised, but I won. We won. Excellent. Well, actually, that, that answers a question I was going to have if you did anything differently out of uh, the ordinary over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so I, maybe that's it. Maybe I can't play in my Liquidators jersey anymore. Oh, I hope not. If, if, but, if we uh, ever get our stuff together and play as a team, that would be a problem. But sometimes, it, you know, the crest does weigh you down Yeah, as a player. Although, so. I have to say, and I have to give all the credit to my team for winning the third game that we played. It was it wound up being a blowout, like 9-5, to five, I think, in our favor, and... I think a couple of those goals that they the other team scored late in the third were just down to it being garbage time. But they, my team really, really showed up in that third game. Craig had a bad first period. He gave up four goals. But I, you know, you, you can't, like, my team kept the pressure on. And that's that's why Craig gave up four goals. And I really, I owe them a great debt because... I had re-injured my knee very early in that game, almost pretty much right after the opening whistle. Yeah. So I was moving very poorly <laughs> for most of that game. So uh, I, I have to, you know, give them all the credit for getting me that win because if I had to stand on my head, I I really don't think I'd be up to the task. So, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you to uh, Rob, Igor, Brett, and Joe for, you know, just – generally being awesome oh and before we end 
here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing stuff at James that's not in the rundown. It's not in the on deck. He's scrambling. Like, what is he doing? What is he doing? He's, he's, he's going into business for himself on the podcast. And I, I'm sorry, James. I apologize for that. But one more uh, uh, quick shot that I just wanted to mention to our listeners. You, if you're a hockey fan and you have the NHL app on your phone or your device or what have you, you may have noticed that they recently released an upgrade where they will play your team's goal horn when they score, if you have it enabled. And that function was not working on my phone. And I said, I want my team's goal horn when they score. So... I went looking for an app that would do pretty much the same thing. And I found an app called Hockey Horns. Uh, I believe that's what it's called. Let me verify that. Yep, Hockey Horns is the name of the app. And what that app does is you pick your team and you, you put it in. You can play it just by itself. But if you leave it in live mode, when your team is playing, when your team scores, it will play your team's goal horn. Not the song, just the goal horn. It'll play when they score and when they win, which is cool because that's pretty much what the NHL app was advertised as doing. And I, I was basically looking for that functionality. But what I did not bargain for and is actually also pretty useful in terms of tracking the game if you can't watch it and you're not right by your phone is when the other team scores, the app will boo. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, again, it's a, it's a pretty handy way of tracking the game if you're not by your device and you're not able to watch it. So I just... Before we ended, I wanted to endorse hockey horns. So uh, if you're so inclined, go get that. Sounds Let's good. Thank you, sir. In the podcast. All right. So we've come to the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I do uh, once again want to thank you for listening as every week because your listenership is the most important thing uh, that drives this podcast. Thank you to Pops for being the voice of the podcast. Anthony Sajazi for music used in the podcast. The LIQ for sound effects. We would encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or on Stitcher. Or uh, <laughs> if you just want to check out our, our page, our Podbean page, which is hitthedeck.com. Please feel free to email us. Help James save his shot. Email yes, at us at hitthedeck at gmail.com or reach out on Hit the Deck Pod on Twitter or our Facebook page or leave a comment on our YouTube channel or any, you know, we're, we're not hard to find. <laughs> really. James, please catch me up. Is there anything I missed? No, you got it all, man. You're firing on all cylinders. So the rhino is back. <laughs> Until the next time I have a, a series of bad games and then I'll be up on the ledge again. But until then, uh. until that happens, I sit here triumphantly reminding you it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, and you, well you done, sounded man. good, too. I mean, naturally, I sound like I'm speaking through a, a wooden tube or something, you know, like the <laughs> toilet roll or something. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is, I suppose.